The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, It's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, Antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms, uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free, uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC boost with BC boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com. bcboost.com. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Uh, Kevin McCullough and... Fusion. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Today we've got some special guest friends. Dr. Robert Jeffress is back with us. He's got a brand new book about the Ten Commandments. Also, Kelsey Bowler and Shelley Goldberg. Stay with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is no stranger to the Kevin McCullough microphone. He is the the pastor of a 16,000-member church in my hometown of Dallas-Fort Worth, and he has heard coast-to-coast on uh, a program called Pathway to Victory, more than 1,000 stations now carrying it vis-a-vis radio. That doesn't even count like podcasts and all the other things that he does. He has one of the coolest churches in North America, uh, if you've ever watched some of their services live, and it's just a real pleasure to have him with us. In fact, he was a co-guest with me the very first time I met him, on a little thing called the Fox News Strategy Room, which was like an internet broadcast in the back closet of one of the top floors of the Fox News Channel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Robert Jeffress. Dr. J, how are you? Well, great, and good to be with you on the show. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're, you. Salem's making its way in a variety of different ways, and we're trying to just you know tread water and keep up as best we can. Hey, I want to say thank you for sending me a copy of this. This is the brand-new book, The Ten. How to Live and Love in a World that Has Lost Its Way, Experience God's Blessing by Rediscovering the Ten. And I'm guessing, Dr. Jeffress, you're talking about the Ten Commandments. You would be right, Kevin. <laughs> it's about the Ten Commandments. And, you know, I think the subtitle of the book, How to Live and Love in a World that Has Lost Its Way, really summarizes the need for this. Nobody, regardless of their political views, would doubt that we are in a mess right now as a country. There is unprecedented political, moral, spiritual chaos. And, you know, back in 1863, when Abraham Lincoln issued that first proclamation calling for prayer and repentance, it was in the middle of the Civil War. And in the proclamation, he asked the question, what is tearing our nation apart? And he answered his own question, we have forgotten God. Hmm. And I think the same thing can be said today. And so this book, The Ten, is a fresh look at the 3,500-year-old Ten Commandments and why they are more applicable today than ever before. You know, Dr. Jeffress, even if you had told me as recently as maybe just before the COVID pandemic, although here in New York, things were starting to already spiral, but as recently as that, if you had told me that we would never have that we that, that we would someday in the near future have um, a, a presidential administration trying to force school classrooms into convincing kids that they're not the sex that God made them, but that they're a gender that they can imagine. Take your pick of a Heinz 57 variety. If you had told me that we were going to um, uh, do any number of other things like um, open our borders and allow people to come in that we don't know who they are, where they're from, what their intent is towards our people. If you had told me that we were going to have 
uh, a, a, a an actual hostility towards things like the Ten Commandments even appearing in public. I would have had a, a tougher time believing it three or four years ago. And and I, I know that partly because I remember my grandfather and my grandmother telling me that when they went to school, when they went to public school, the Ten Commandments were posted in the classroom right up next to the chalkboard. I mean, everybody learned the Ten Commandments uh, just a few years ago. Now the common knowledge of even what is theft you have the you have the the Philadelphia AG or district attorney yesterday saying to a bunch of guys that went in and cleaned out a store that um, well we have to know if they're actually criminals or not. I'm sorry, I thought thou shalt not steal was kind of clear. Yeah, you know, Kevin, it's like the uh, old line from Dostoevsky: "Without God, all things are permissible." And uh, you talk about, you know, we talk about school shootings; they're horrific, they're terrible. But the Supreme Court in 1980, in Stone versus Graham, said we're no longer going to allow Kentucky schools just to post the Ten Commandments, not teach them, just post them, because if we post them, it might cause school children to read, venerate, and obey the commandments. And that's not a permissible objective under the Establishment Clause. That's what the Supreme Court said. Right now, we have kids shooting one another because it's not permissible to put up thou shalt not kill. This is insanity. And we are reaping the consequences of it. You know, somebody said, you don't break the commandments, you break yourself on the commandments. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening to America right now. Well, on that point, Dr. Jeffress, let me just make the observation that the party that largely is pushing this complete lawlessness, which is in many parts, many ways, respective of, of breaking the Ten Commandments themselves, have been advocating for the murder of children for a long time and i know that in biblical history when a society went down the path of cannibalizing or murdering kids that that society was lost their souls were were pretty much given over to evil well it's what got brought god's judgment on israel the only nation that is truly god's chosen nation in uh, jeremiah 1 the bible says god looked down and saw what the israelites were doing offering children as burnt offerings to their pagan god moloch he said it never entered my mind that you would do such a thing but because you have i will send the babylonians in to take you captive the terrorist, if you will, to come and destroy your nation. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, America is going to get no pass, Kevin, from God on this. We're not exempt from God's laws. Any nation that obeys God will be blessed by God. And any nation, including the United States, that breaks God's law will be judged by God. You, In the subtitle, you say how to live and love in a world that has lost its way. Um, Christians, particularly conservatives and uh, even fundamentalists, have had a long time to live up to the reputation of living according to God's law. Sometimes we've had a little bit of a knock on our door when it comes to being able to love um, in, in the midst of that. What are some of your best guidances and how Christians can live strictly to God's best for them, but also hold out that olive branch of hope and love to everyone around us that this can be theirs as well. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. These two tablets known as the Ten Commandments, the first four <laughs> commandments have to do with loving God with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and the strength. But the second half of the Ten Commandments deal with loving other people. You can't really love other people, want the best for them until you love God completely and fully. So there's a relationship. And, you know, John said in the New Testament, anybody who says, he loves God, but hates his neighbor has deceived himself. You can't hate other people and love God at the same time. And, uh, you know, there's a message, Kevin, that comes from the Ten Commandments. These commandments were not given to repress us. They were given to bless us. And that's a misconception a lot of people have. God is not some cosmic killjoy who's trying to rob us of any great experience in life. He loves us. He knows how we can be happiest. And these Ten Commandments are really uh, the manufacturer's instructions, so to speak, about how to operate our lives. So again, these commandments are given for our benefit, not for God's. That's what I think we could do a more winsome job of of, com of uh, communicating to people, uh, because really it is all about the hope that is found in living to God's best. What he put out for us was for our excellence, for our flourishing, for our thriving, not for, uh, for punishment. Anyway, the book is Experience God's Blessings by Rediscovering the Ten by Dr. Robert Jeffress, and I think that you're going to uh, enjoy this and get a lot out of it in the uh, days and weeks to come. Dr. Jeffress, wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, 
I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. We've got a busy show straight ahead on the Thursday edition per normal. Shelly Goldberg's going to be here. We're, care- we're continuing our series with her on the issue of stress and anxiety and how as parents we can help mitigate that. Very, very helpful topic indeed. But I want to welcome back Kelsey Bowler from the Independent Women's Forum. She is uh, really the tip of the spear, in my estimation, when it comes to the issue of women's rights, parents' rights, the gender confusion issue that is permeating our schools. And uh, she joins us uh, usually on Thursdays, and we're glad to have her back. Kelsey, I saw a story last week. And I don't have a lot of hair. You can attest to this. I'm, I've lost most of it. But the little tiny bit that I had left, I wanted to pull out of my head because you can now get in trouble in an American university if you're a female faculty member. And by female, I mean born with female body parts. You can get in trouble 
for being a female faculty member, coach, member of the staff, whatever, and and you teach your women on your women's team about what it is to live healthy as a woman in today's culture. What happened at the University of Wisconsin? Yeah, Kevin, this is a story that really. I'm sorry, Oberlin. I don't want to. I don't want to slander the wrong school. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to update you on that. But this is a story that really goes to show the depths in which gender ideology has captured our American institutions and specifically our colleges. So this as you mentioned, happened at in Oberlin College in Ohio, where you had the head women's lacrosse coach who faced a series of <laughs> disciplinary meetings after uh, she first posted on her private social media uh, a, a, a post that was defending women's sports, objecting to a biological male, Leah Thomas, um, competing against female swimmers. Uh, she was brought in chastised for that social media post told uh, that it upset many of her female lacrosse players. And <laughs> it didn't stop there. Uh, really, what administrators at Oberlin College did was sort of look into her entire um, coaching career at her time there uh, to find other object object objectionable instances and what they pulled out. And we know this from conversations she secretly recorded when uh, being talked to by administrators in Ohio, that is legal. You only need one party consent. Um, in, and what happened is they told her when she brought in this female coach who specialized in uh, the female menstrual cycle in, in was talking to players about how they could work with their cycle so that they can be better athletes. Um, she was told that having uh, that, that specialist come in was, quote, an attack on trans. I have so to stop for a second. The- <laughs> I have to yeah. just stop because this this is already beyond the, the boundaries of absurd. To be clear, and I have done a little bit of coaching in my past. I, when I was younger, I, I coached men's and women's collegiate basketball. I was an assistant in two different programs. I was in a, in a women's program for four years as a senior assistant. And I will tell you that at the college level, and I was only at division three, but especially at division one and, and Oberlin is kind of a left wing wacko kind of school to begin with. I mean, they, every type of social progressivism they embrace and their, their faculty is proud about it. But it is not uncommon for coaches, really good coaches at these levels to bring in experts and say, here's how you can eat better to get better performance, you know, eat more protein before game day and more carbs on game day. It's just little tricks of the trade, secrets like that. So it would be completely normal to have someone who specializes in nutrition and how the female body works for a coach to come in and say, if we're going to compete and be at the best in our game, we're going to bring some resources in here for you so you can learn how to be the best athlete and so that you can train to the best of your ability. And from my understanding, her talk didn't just deal with um, what the cycle itself was defined by, but how to eat different foods on different days so that your body performed better and so that you had less, you know, more um, lessened symptoms from the cycle and, and, and this type of thing. In other words, it's only a problem and it's only a situation that an actual biological woman would ever face. 
Absolutely. And it's something that women need to learn more about, not less. I think many of us who are in our 30s and 40s look back on our teenage and um, college years. I I was a Division I collegiate athlete. I would have loved to know how to work with my body instead of against it in terms of basic biology, its basic functions. And Again, this really shows you how gender ideology has so captured our American institutions. You know, we no longer have this era of live and let live. It is Americans, everybody needs to conform to the ideology of the few. And Kevin, what happened to this lacrosse coach, Kim Russell, is that after she objected to men competing women's sports and they chastised her, told her no more period talk, she was removed from her position as head coach at Oberlin College and she currently ha- fulfills some type of desk job. Uh, so this was a major demotion. Um, she clearly is not wanted in um, over at Oberlin. I think they probably have some legal concerns about outright firing her uh, simply for using her voice um, and, and sharing her beliefs about the need to protect women's sports. Uh, but unfortunately, um, I think the instances like this are no longer going to be rare. Um, if you are a coach and you uh, you decide to stand up for the rights of women to have fair play in their own sports, you very much will risk getting fired or losing your role as a coach. And see, there's not even, even if they wanted to be the most progressive and say, we're going to let boys play on our team and all the rest of that, you, you just don't need to have the boys be part of that instruction. But there's nothing prejudiced or discriminating against people that don't have female bodies. To your point, that's how ludicrous this is. A woman getting an expert in an area of health that only women are affected by brings them in to help them be healthier and to do better in what they are pursuing as a team. And she gets more or less chastised and demoted because she just helped women be better women. The insanity of this knows no boundaries. And friends, if you if you need resources to help formulate a constructive argument with friends or family or other people about the gender confusion issue, go over to IWF and check out their uh, identity crisis uh, series because the 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 detransitioners and the people that they've interviewed and the productions that they've put together is an invaluable resource in understanding how big a deal this is and how it is devastating young people people's lives um and it's just it's just beyond the pale kelsey you're a busy busy lady thank you for taking time to be with us again today kevin thank you and if you want to hear exactly what happened you can listen to these secret recordings that we published on iwf.org involving kim russell uh, losing her role as head coach at oberlin college that's iwf.org i appreciate you sharing our work Absolutely. IWF.org and go over there and see it. And then watch some of the documentary segments that Kelsey has put together, too. They're really worth the time. Kelsey, thank you so much. We've got more straight ahead. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Get your Bible out. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th, 
If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours. And then I clean 300 steps. And then I I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours. Because for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction... 
It even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and thanks to uh, Robert Jeffress and for Kelsey Bowler uh, joining us today. There is some other news of the day I want to get to uh, because there's a lot of things that we need to be thinking about and be aware of. And maybe you've been following the madness down in uh, D.C. Um, well, it, it appears that Jim Jordan, um, the Republican from Ohio, who's been chairing the Judiciary Committee for most of this uh, Congress, looks like he has put his hat forward for the Speaker of the House uh, position. And you may remember back when Kevin McCarthy ran for Speaker uh, that there were people trying to talk Jim Jordan into becoming the Speaker of the House, and he declined. He supported Kevin McCarthy, and he said that uh, McCarthy was a good guy and that he had he had kind of earned the, the right to become Speaker. Um, even after McCarthy was... Uh, historically thrown out uh, this last week, and I'm 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 still torn on this. I, I like Kevin McCarthy as a human being. I think he's a good man. Um, Jim Jordan was quoted as saying, "He has kept his word, and I think we should keep him as speaker." Um, that speaks loudly to the character of Kevin McCarthy and to the character of Jim Jordan. That speaks loudly to who they are as people, and. I love the idea of Jim Jordan becoming the next Speaker of the House. I think he's going to. I think he's going to do all the tough stuff that McCarthy was doing with uh, Democrats in terms of trying to hold them accountable. But I think he's going to. I think he's going to push harder on some of the domestic stuff that um, that we need. We to be candid, we need to be paying more attention to. I was on with Mike Gallagher on his show earlier today, and he's been running a poll for the last few days of where people that listen to his national show can weigh in and they are voting on one question. Um, should Kevin McCarthy, you know, be removed as speaker. It, it's over 80% in response that the American people have said that they, they thought that that was a good idea. Look, I may have personal feelings about Kevin McCarthy. I, I appreciate his integrity. I appreciate who he has been as a leader. I think he's a, a, a good man. I think he's, you know, demonstrated himself in very honorable ways with a lot of dignity and a lot of honor. Um, but if the people are saying that they want someone more aggressive in that position, I, I I'm not, who am I to argue with that? So I'm going to let the people decide and I'm going to, I'm going to support that if they, if the people are not going against what, you know, I believe are bigger, you know, more moral questions, but here's the thing. Um, Matt Gates is the guy, the Congressman from Florida that has done, all of the the throwing out of, you know, the old and in with the new kind of thing. He was asked about Jim Jordan becoming the Speaker of the House, and he said, my mentor, Jim Jordan, would be great. Um, Jordan has been the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, and as that chair, he has led investigations into the Biden administration this year that have really turned out results. 
that there would be a number of things we would not know about that are speaking loudly to the character and to the integrity of the Biden administration that we can now know for sure because of the evidence that Jim Jordan, and his committee uncovered. So I think that's, I think that's an important, I think that's an important caveat that what, who we're putting in Kevin McCarthy's place is someone who's got more fight. Uh, not that he's necessarily any different in character or stature, but that he's got more fight. And that seems to be what uh, people are wanting. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel positive about that. Now, Steve Scalise is uh, he was number two to Kevin McCarthy in the traditional uh, line of, of leadership. He's put his hat forward for leadership, but I don't, I don't know that he's going to marshal the enthusiasm that a Jim Jordan is. He just hasn't been as demonstrable on some of these issues. Jordan's led the hostile examinations of people that have tried to lie to the American people, and he's gotten them held accountable. That's a feather in the cap. And I'm, I'm personally pretty excited about the concept of Jim Jordan becoming the next speaker of the house. Uh, so here's, what's going to happen next Tuesday. I think it is. Yeah. According to the temporary speaker, Patrick McHenry, the GOP will hold a candidate forum next Tuesday, and that will begin the elections. They will begin marking off names at that point in time for uh, who's going to be speaker and who's not. Uh, so that should be good. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of confidence that if Jim Jordan's the speaker, we we only improve what was already a very strong speakership. So we'll we'll take another step forward uh, in that regard. So it, it's it's a great position moving forward, um, and lots of reasons to be excited about that. Kevin McCullough, when we come back, uh, it is Parenting Day. Shelly Goldberg's with us with another idea or two as to how to help you stay de-stressed in these very stressful times. Stay with us. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. 
Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids, uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. It's happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, you know that once a week we love to take a little time to put the newspaper down and think about how to become better parents uh, in our lives. It's a it's a skill that I need daily help with. And uh, if you're like me, then you're appreciative of the helps that we've been getting as well. Shelly Goldberg is our expert, our specialist. She reported on parenting issues for New York One for years, and she has uh, really helped us over the last couple of years find a number of ways that we can improve our parenting skills. And Shelly, in recent weeks, we've been talking about the need to reduce stress. I mean, even even my kids, when they woke up this morning and saw the, the Canadian smoke falling, you know, falling back into our city again, uh, they were like, oh, dad. And they, you could tell there was like this little bit of anxiety. And I just said, no, it's going to be OK, guys. We're going we're, we're gonna to be fine. But stress is with us everywhere. It's in every form. And you've got another tactic for us today. Correct, Kevin. Thank you so much. Yes, no question. The stress is overwhelming. Uh, it's in the environment, the politics, the school curriculum, the culture, the economics. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think it's going away. So anything that I can do to bring tips to your listeners, uh, I think makes me feel wonderful. And I, I think it's a, it's a really, really good, powerful yeah. thing. So something very simple that we can all do. And sometimes it's overlooked. And the studies support this, which is really interesting. A simple act of kindness. 
when we're being kind as grown-ups, when our kids are being kind, when we're teaching them to perform acts of kindness, it brings down the stress levels for the following reasons. Number one, when you're doing things for other people, you're not thinking about yourself. You're getting outside yourself. Mm. And every time we get outside ourselves, lo and behold, Kevin, the stress levels come down. <laughs> Num- number two, being kind stimulates the body to produce serotonin. And serotonin is what brings down the anxiety levels and it brings down depression. So that's really a great reason to do you know, kind things. Three, when we perform acts of kindness, our body also releases oxytocin. And oxytocin is a feel-good um, uh, hormone. And that's going to increase optimism for you as an adult and for your kids. Also, doing wonderful things for the world decreases your blood pressure, your cortisol levels go down, and that's a hormone that's also uh, related to stress. So this is a win-win all the way around. Great article. Uh coffeecupsandcrayons.com that was the website and it had a list of wonderful the exact title was 100 acts of kindness for kids so I found a bunch and I'm just going to rattle them off and then I want to hear what goes on in the McCullough household but here are some suggestions mom and dad if you're stuck something simple hold the door open for someone teach your kids to do that during the day two let someone go ahead of you online Three, write a thank you note to your mail carrier. He's really going to appreciate it. Four, donate outgrown clothes to families that are in need. Talk to someone new at school. Encourage your kids to find that child who needs a friend. That's going to do wonders uh, for, for their anxiety levels, your child's anxiety and stress levels. Six, teach your kids how to tell a manager in a store how great the service was. So if there's a salesperson that's doing a really good job, that's a great random act of kindness, and it's going to perform a million dividends for you and your, your family. Give a lottery ticket to a perfect stranger. Make something special and take it to your local fire station or police station. Donate books to the doctor's office waiting room. Always remember to say thank you to service members, veterans, the fire department. What's that wonderful phrase? Thank you for your service. (laughs) Uh, Eleven, bake cookies for the school custodian, just letting them know how much you appreciate what they're doing. Volunteer to take care of someone's pet while they're away. This is a hard one, Kevin. Ask for donations to a special charity instead of birthday gifts. So encourage your kids to do that. Walk dogs at an animal shelter. And by the way, Kevin, at the very end of the day, maybe when you're sitting around the table, tally up how many random acts of kindness did each one of your children perform during the day that they can share around the table. And again, keep in mind, this is not about being a do-gooder. That's that's great, too. This is about bringing down the stress levels in your children and in yourself, your thoughts. No, I think that kindness, well, I think in general, uh, beyond just the issue of being kind, but kindness is certainly a part of it. If when you are feeling stressed and put upon and anxious because of that, and there's, there's pressure that you feel building up on you, in my experience, it has been the opportunity to turn around and serve someone else to literally, if it's, if it means, you know, uh, 
serving them a bowl of soup or handing them uh, something that's going to help them or sitting with them uh, if they if they you know need someone to listen to them or or, or whatever. But, but the the idea of getting out of my own head and giving of myself to someone else, which kindness has to be a part of that equation. You can't really honestly give of yourself to someone else and and, and be angry with them. You have there has to be a, an element of kindness to it. But I think that the practicing of kindness to one another i think that the idea of going outward instead of inward uh when we are stressed i think that i think that all helps uh rebalance and recalculate the scales and you mentioned some of the scientific uh, evidence that's there I, and i would just dare anybody listening try it for yourself the next time you feel that there is a degree of anxiety building up within you and stress that is um, think to yourself, how can I, how can I do? It may be something as simple Shelly as writing someone a thank you note, or uh, I just thought of you because a card or something like that today. But I think anytime we take our focus off of me and I put it outward onto other people, I think that's going to be a recipe that always kind of leads us to the um, to the better outcome. And that's and I hope that everybody listening will try that, whether you're a parent or not. This is a skill for everybody. It's a prescription that will help anyone listening, uh, but it will certainly help your children as you train them to respond to stress in this way. If they start learning these skills when they're kids, they're going to have they're going to have a really healthy way of dealing with it by the time they get older. One hundred percent, Kevin. Uh, and yes, it, it's something you can train your kids to do. So it becomes a, a natural skill set. It's in your toolbox and, and it, it's right there. It's an automatic way to deal with stress. And if you and- practice it, it becomes muscle memory. It internalizes so that your body actually starts thinking when it's under stress. How do I help someone else? And I think that's a very healthy skill set to develop and not one that many people are. I love it, Kevin. And yeah. in the world that we live in, which is so stressful, uh, anything we can do to help, it's worth paying attention. That's true. Shelly, always appreciate you. Thank you for helping take our stress level down a little bit today. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approve this. This is very good. So she said, yes, she said, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. 
I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com, promo code KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes with you on this Thursday edition. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals um, has sent a message to the administration. And it looks like this second federal court doesn't support the idea that Homeland Security's um Ability to operate includes the idea of America's cognitive infrastructure. In a unanimous ruling yesterday, the Fifth Circuit expanded bars on the Biden administration's Big Brother censorship activities, blocking the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency from speech policing communication with the private sector media platforms. This is a big win for free speech because. They were saying that there's this uh, phrase. I'd never even heard of it before. I had to look it up. Cognitive infrastructure. But that's the that's the term that they're using for why Homeland Security should be allowed to monitor, snoop on and censor. The communications of the um, of, of private citizens. Katie Pavlich over at Town Hall said the lawsuit against the Biden administration was originally filed by former Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who is now a Republican senator. When the Biden administration was ordered to stop contacting social media companies earlier this year, the White House disagreed with the opinion and argued it was necessary for the federal government to censor speech online. In July, the judge on the case called the administration's behavior the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history. Attorney General Andrew Bailey said, we've just obtained an injunction against SISA, an agency within the Department of Homeland Security that blocks them from violating First Amendment rights for millions of Americans. The order was also applied to the White House, Surgeon General, CDC, and FBI. This is a great day for free speech because those that were trying to take free speech away were knocked down a peg or two. One last real quick story today. L.A. School District next next week 
wants to celebrate National Coming Out Day all of next week. So instead of having just a National Coming Out Day, they want to have a National Coming Out Week. And this, when only 47% of students in Los Angeles, uh, no, in the country, meet English language standards in L.A., they're 33% meeting the math standards. So you've only got one out of every three kids that are passing math and one out of every two that are passing English. But what LA School District, LA Unified wants to concentrate on is how many kids it can have celebrate coming out next week. Why, why are they celebrating that at all? What difference does it make to the school? What importance is it of it to the families? Let the families deal with their issues as it relates to what they believe about sexual behavior and religion. And coming out is an issue that deals with religion and sexual norms in families. Let families deal with that. It's none of the school's business. Teach them to add, teach them to speak. Let everything else be dealt with by the people closest to them. Kevin McCullough, so glad to have you with us. We will see you next time. We'll be right back.